Welcome back, Madeline. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> So uh, once again, it's been a little while since we got back into the podcasting thing, but I figured let's uh, get the show started and uh, we'd like to welcome anyone and everyone who's listening out there, whether it's one person or three, you know, that sounds like a like a plan. Welcome to Our Kids Asleep. This is episode number 23 and we are trying to get through the summer, but it's so fucking hot. You guys, I can't, I can't do this anymore. What about you? Yeah. It's yeah. so lame. Yeah. It's supposed to be 98 degrees tomorrow. You don't sound too excited about no. that. No. No. <laughs> I'm not planning on leaving my house. Yeah. So with that in mind, we are, are hoping to get all of our grievances out of the way tonight. But let's talk about a couple of things. But first of all, we're going to talk about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Is that the name of the show? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's get going. What are your thoughts on that? Um, so the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is a show on Amazon Prime. It's an original, isn't it an original sh- Amazon it show? It is. It is. Yeah. It's some of their original content. Um, it's about a woman in the 1950s who her husband leaves her and she starts doing stand up comedy. Yep. And, um, this uh, actually, I had heard a few things about Amy Sherman Palladino, who is the uh, the creator of the show. Uh, she is quite uh, quite revered as a uh, comedy writer, if mm. I'm not mistaken. She's done a lot of cool things, and I'm going to look it up here on Wikipedia. Oscar, get down! Yeah, she is known for writing on uh, Roseanne and the Gilmore Girls. I think mm. that's where a lot of her acclaim mm-hmm. comes from. And now that my cat's in front of the uh, the screen, I can't really see anything. So uh, my cat's pretty awesome, too, and his name is Oscar. But I'll, I'll let you continue. I'm sorry. Um, so we've only watched, like, the first three episodes <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we have a hard time continuing to watch shows, especially when they're an hour long. Each episode is about an hour. Um, but it's a really well-put-together show. It's a really well-written show. And... It's just like a a cool glimpse into what being a woman was like in the 1950s mm-hmm. and the expectations of a woman in the 19, especially a sort of an upper crust woman. Like, you know, she's fairly yeah. well. Oh, sorry. It's okay. It kicks the desk. <laughs> um, she comes from a pretty well to do family. She marries a pretty well to do guy. And yeah, it's sort of an, um, it's very much a period piece. Yeah, and um, you know what I what I realized uh, of the show? It reminded me a lot of those Oscar Wilde plays or a lot of those comedy of manners where you feel like there's always a facade. Mm-hmm. And at that time period, or maybe it was just shortly thereafter, shortly after the si- the 50s or 60s where that facade in, in a society started to kind of crumble a mm-hmm. bit. But before that, you kind of got the idea that most women and most people in society had a front that they had to maintain in order to be respected or be be treated like like uh i don't know with decency mm-hmm. in in a way and it was fairly demoralizing i mean i'm i can't even begin to imagine what it would be like to be a woman in that time period where you just had to go to bed 
with your husband with your makeup on and then once he falls asleep you you know go to the bathroom to remove that makeup so that he wouldn't know what you actually look like i mean yeah I, that's something that happens in the show that is surprising and like you said demoralizing <laughs> um i don't know how much truth there is in that i can't imagine they'd put it in the show if there wasn't some truth to it mm-hmm. um and i've actually wanted to like ask my grandma <laughs> If that's something she ever did Uh Um, or if that's something that maybe was just reserved for the very, I don't know, like it kind of feels like you'd have to have the luxury of thinking about things like that in order to actually do it or care about it. it, it, But if anything, it also reveals how a character is well written to the Mm. degree that she would she would go to those lengths to make sure that she's part of that that uh, stratosphere of, of a society. Yeah. You well, know, and it, later in the show, you see her mother do the same thing. So yeah, and and it, it it's just great character writing, even if it is, if it is not something that happened to a lot of of gals back in the day. Um, at least it's something that that seems like it seems organic in the show, in a way that that eventually when she comes out of that, she breaks away from those habits, and it it makes that liberation all the more. I think mm. that first episode is tremendous. I mm-hmm. really, I really enjoyed her like reveal kind of mm. in a way, because in the beginning she is pretty much, as you were saying, trying to be supportive of her husband. Yeah. She's trying to be the model housewife, you know, the model mother, the model, you know, uh, woman of that time. Mm-hmm. And she's super supportive of her husband. She stays home with the kids. And he wants to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah, he has like a day job, but he wants to be a stand-up. And so every couple nights a week, they go to these clubs and he's trying to get a spot. And she's like bringing her famous brisket to this club (laughs) to like bribe the club owners to give him a spot. And like he's actually really bad. And he's like lifting entire bits from Bob Hope and like... He's pretty much dog shit. Yeah, he's, he's terrible. Very good. And um, and then eventually, this isn't a spoiler because it happens in the first episode, yeah. but he leaves her and she ends up like getting really drunk just because she's upset and going down to that same club and ends up sort of unwittingly doing a set and killing. Right. right. And I think that's that's the really cool thing about the show is throughout most of it you you start caring about her right away you you really want to follow her on on this journey just because of her back is is against the wall the moment she she gets married the moment that you meet her but as she's going through this this first episode you realize that something's got to give this cannot be the way that she lives her entire life and sure enough when this inciting moment of him leaving her happens you see things kind of fall into place for her where she starts to figure out, is this what I want to do? And then, of course, you know, near the end of that first episode, you you get a glimpse of her actually starting to be herself and realizing, I think this is where I need to be. I think this is what I need to do. And they did such a great job with those revelations, I thought. And and keeping your attention, I mean, all the 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 writing and the performances were very, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of my other favorite characters is her dad, who's played by Tony Shalhoub. And they, it's funny because the, their living situation, like she and her husband have an apartment 
her name is Midge, by the way. The main character's name mm. is Midge. Uh, she and her husband have an apartment in this, you know, whatever, Upper East Side. Like a condo building or yeah. something. And then, like, the level below is her parents' apartment. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, she just, like, drops the kids off there and, like, goes goes with her husband yeah, to do and, sets. And in the um, sort of the, the Jewish social circles, I there mm. there is that... Um, those different circles that her husband comes from and yeah. she comes from, she like her dad is is like a, an academic and yeah. and he's more well regarded in a way. He's an intellectual. He's an intellectual, mm-hmm. whereas her husband's father is is pretty much a business owner and you know he has a lot of people at his disposal. What does he do? It's he a, runs a um like a I don't know he makes clothes. Okay, he runs like a like a. I don't know textiles. A textile, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And and so he they he comes from money, obviously. Yeah, uh, but, just a different type of money. Yeah, but to see those those mom those moments where the the parents clashes mm-hmm. is such a delight. Those are to great see moments. The, great scenes. Yeah. Kevin Pollack is the uh, is Ugh. the dad. That's right. He and is. He, he I didn't. A, yeah. I don't know how I didn't make that connection before. He does a great job too. Yeah, he's uh, really good. But, you know, these are seasoned actors who just fucking knock it out of the park every single time. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, they're they very, very awesome. But what is the core of, of this story? Uh, what is really the thing that keeps you on your toes, would you say? Um, I want her to be okay. Like, uh-huh. on her own. Yeah. Because I feel like it, she's sort of obnoxious. Before before her husband leaves her, uh-huh. she's Mrs. Perfect. You know, she has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's obnoxious to me. Um, I didn't really like her in the beginning. Like, I thought she was... But then, but, yeah, but then realize what happens when she does start to get up on that stage. Yeah, and I, there's a little bit of that even before he leaves her. You know, like, she's giving him notes, essentially, and, like... yeah. You know, like, what? Oh, well, you got a big laugh here, and maybe you could do this differently. And he sort of like shuts her down. Yeah. And like, doesn't. Because he's a man and he Because he's a everything. man. Yeah. And what, what the fuck does she know? You know? And, um, so you kind of see that her dream get crushed in that moment. And you, then at that point, I felt sympathy for her. Because mm-hmm. she sort of realized, like, I'm never going to be able to. Like, he's not serious about this or yeah, not like, even that. He... It was like, what do I know? Like, he's the one that's doing this. You know, well, I, I, I think the, and I think that what I got from that specific moment was that she got the sense that she was never going to realize her dream, but that she was going to have to watch him half-ass live mm-hmm. that dream. dream. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, she, you know. <clears throat> that was that was a woman's role back yeah. in the day where you just kind of had to be subservient to whatever fucking stupid whim some dude had mm-hmm. and you had to follow along. Um, that was the impression that I got. And for like, happily. And happily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I got to look good doing it. Yeah. With a good attitude. Yeah. yeah. But the, I, I feel that the, the way that they paid off her her liberation where she, she actually got up on that stage and did that herself was so gratifying. Mm hmm as as like a, a viewer i thought it was really well done yeah yeah it's a great show and we want to keep watching it it's just um a matter of time <laughs> but, yeah and, um, and fitting it in but i really do want to keep watching it so 
Yeah. We'll have to do that. Yeah, so we'll keep you guys posted on that particular program. It'll be uh, so just, a little while. Just for you guys who don't know, it's called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's available on Amazon Prime. It stars Rachel... What's her name? Let's the main see. actress? Rachel. Rachel Brosnahan. Alex Borstein of Family Guy fame. Oh, really? She's Lois. Oh, her mom? No, no. Um, the the manager. Oh, manager. the manager. Yeah, yeah oh, that's her. Oh, jeez. I did not make that. Con- <laughs> right? Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess. And then, yeah, Tony Shalhoub is her dad. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. She- jeez. <laughs> She's very butch in this show, so yeah. <laughs> I didn't make the connection. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great show. And I highly recommend it. Yeah. So we're going to do a a quick tink to that because we're going to do a speed episode today. So we're going to talk about a few more things, but hopefully wrap it up, wrap it up soon because we started pretty late. Uh, It's, it's almost 11 o'clock and we are so, so old. (laughs) It's, it's hard to believe, but uh, on this Labor Day weekend, uh, one of the greatest joys of our life has been to be able to sleep in two nights in a row, right? That's been pretty good. Sleep in? Not sleep in, but go to bed early. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, there's no I, sleeping in Okay, for me. so I, I'm sorry. That was really selfish of me. I got to sleep in. Well, it's not even that you're... It's not a matter of getting to. It's just an issue with me not being able to. Yeah. My body literally just won't let me sleep past, six, like, 6.30. And I, I felt horrible because I said, oh, okay, you're going to let me sleep in Saturday, and I'm going to let you sleep in on Sunday. Well, that's generally but, what we do. Yeah. But I don't know. Lately, I've been just wanting to take a nap halfway through the day. Yeah, which you so, know is always available to you. But this is the the stuff that we had to contend with when uh, when we get old. It's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> running out of steam. We've been, we've been just like falling asleep at like yeah. nine, just inadvertently, not really meaning to. Yeah. Um, it's been good for our number of hours we're getting every night, but it's not really good for productivity. Right. So. But. We apologize if the podcast has been a, a little uh, delayed, delayed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're getting there. We're trying to find our groove again after um, finding, uh, I don't know, just with work. Work yeah. has really been the biggest thing where I feel completely drained yeah. after after a shift. It's tough. But let's move on to something that, I don't know, are we going to go to the deep stuff? Because uh, mm. we're going to do an well, experiment. I, I mean, I have... Um, the next thing online is the news roundup, which is just like, we could just shoot the shit about what's in the news. Yeah, and I, I figured that this might be something that we could kind of hash out quickly, mm-hmm. because honestly, guys, the news is so overwhelming to me right now that we were talking about what to talk about before we started recording the, the episode, and we realized that there is so much negative stuff happening right now. Uh, that I I really don't want to dwell on it too much because it would just break my heart and I would get depressed. And I I don't think that it would serve anyone. So what we're going to do is we're just going to probably have a couple of phrases or comments on some of the headlines that we're seeing on Reddit. And from that, we are going to try to come to some kind of conclusion or try to give it an, a positive spin, hopefully, so that we don't we don't dwell on it too much. I mean, it has to be talked about, but let's try to get it out of the way fairly quickly. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> uh, so do you want me to sort by, uh, l- let me see, the top ones in the last seven days. How's that? Okay. 
Okay, top news. And this is on Reddit. Correct? This is on Reddit. Yeah, the uh, R News section. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to go over the a couple of them. And you're just going to tell me like immediate reactions that come to your mind. Okay. okay. So <laughs> this one, this one is actually a good one for okay. democracy. Uh, a teen registered people to vote as they waited in Popeye's line for new chicken sandwich. Oh, Iris, I saw that. Okay. So what what are you getting from this? Um, it's a productive way to wait in line for a chicken sandwich. That's probably not that great. This teen is single-handedly saving American democracy. Okay. I am 100% (laughs) of the opinion that you really have to be able to get a captive audience and go look for them where their attention is at. It makes me feel hopeful for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Some (laughs) young people actually give a shit about (laughs) democracy. That's right. Go where the chicken sandwiches are and you will get votes. I love it. Now, the second one. Oh, Christ. The -hmm. parents of a nonverbal man killed by an off-duty officer in Costco say they want to see the video of the shooting. The parents of a nonverbal man. Who was killed by an off-duty officer at Costco. Okay. They want to see the video of the shooting. This is the second highest rated headline. Do you need a little more context? Maybe. Okay. Um, the parents of a man who was shot and killed by an, uh, an off-duty officer in a California Costco in June said that it was the, the, fuck? It was oh my the, God, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I thought it was our son again. No, I'm sorry. It was, it was the mom crying. Are you okay? okay? Yeah, I'm good. Jesus. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. The, the audio is a little bit weird cause we just hooked up, uh, some speakers right behind Maddie and, uh, I almost killed her. I'm sorry I did that to you. I'm really sorry. <laughs> okay, I don't really want to. I don't really want to know the details. So okay, um, it's fucking CNN with their website that just starts yeah, on I autoplay. I hate that. Okay, okay. so they want to see like what the Costco surveillance footage of this yeah. man who being heard their son being shot. Yeah, because they okay. they want to see if they have a. So evidence. I actually saw a video recently. It was like a police training video of police officers being trained to de-escalate situations in which the the individual in question may have autism and they were being taught that instead of escalating a situation and obviously so people on the autism autism spectrum have issues with loud noises uh, they, they have sensitivities that that people without autism don't have. Right. So in the video, some of the things that were suggested to the officers to de-escalate, a, to help a person with autism calm down, mm-hmm. um, was, for instance, like turning off the lights on the car and the okay. sirens, stuff like that to de-escalate. So in this situation, I don't know why the man is nonverbal. It's possible he could have been autistic. Maybe not. Um in that, that's what that makes me think of. Okay. Um, possibly, I don't know why an off-duty officer was shooting someone in the middle of a Costco, but I, no idea. This is the world we live in. Yeah. Well, uh, with so I say, let them see the damn footage. Yes, please. Costco. Come on, Costco, do the right thing. Uh, seven dead in shooting spanning uh, Midland and Odessa. This is the one that that's happening that happened today. Yeah. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, this happened because uh, it was a traffic stop gone yeah. wrong. Yeah. He. Um, I, I read a little bit about it today. And he shot the trooper that pulled him over, and then he drove to Odessa, I believe, uh, the neighboring yeah. town, and just started started shooting people randomly. 
And as of now, uh, the uh, the toll is five fatalities and 21 injured. I think um, that's gone up to seven okay. fatalities. Yeah, these, these might be old news then. But uh, again, devastating stuff. And uh, it, we can just move on to the next one. Let's see if we can find something mm-hmm. a little bit better. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, <laughs> it's the, the one from the... Uh, I guess it's five days old. Jeffrey Epstein's lawyers are highly skeptical of the suicide ruling, say he wasn't despairing or despondent before death. Mm. This gets the conspiracy theories up and running for mm. just about everyone, and you can pick your side, and most people will believe you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A defense lawyer for Jeffrey Epstein on Tuesday expressed deep skepticism that the wealthy financier died by hanging himself in a Manhattan federal jail while awaiting trial. I, this is such a clusterfuck. I, I don't understand what, what happened here when he was supposed to be on suicide watch. I think they had taken him off for some reason. I don't know. The story keeps changing. I don't, Mm. I don't know what the actual, uh, (laughs) (laughs) what actually happened and nobody Uh, does and nobody will. Um, that's just sort of the, yeah, that's see. the line that's being drawn. And that's right. It said weeks before his death, Epstein was found semi-conscious in a cell in the Manhattan Correctional Center with marks on his neck. That incident led to him being placed on suicide watch, but he was taken off of that status about a week later. Mm. So it doesn't look like he was. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he could have killed himself. I mean, he was going to be on the hook for a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, and people like that do stuff like that to avoid consequences. Um, but at the same time, a lot of people would have also been implicated if he said anything. So there was a lot of incentive to have him killed. Yeah. And I hate to to scandalize it or, or, or romanticize these kinds of situations, but in terms of, I, I don't want it to sound like, like a conspiracy theory, but I always get the sense that there, there are other players. Yeah. in in these kinds of scenarios i mean for for them to have no security footage which yeah. tends to be a recurring issue what it's the fuck absurd. is going on yeah i mean it's you know? it's literally just like you know it's like the simpsons thing you know where it's yeah. like uh you know you can't dump in this lake oh well i guess i'll take my yard trimmings elsewhere yeah, yeah. you know and it's just like <laughs> are you really going to believe what they're feeding you yeah. about the situation right. or it's hard to know it's hard to know. Oh, my God. I'm not really a conspiracy theorist, but it's hard to see how the... It, it's it's easy to see that that it's probably not as black and white as they're making it out to be. Ah, <laughs> oh, good grief. Good grief. So, moving on. Uh, in other news, uh, a former Marine said he'd slaughter Antifa. The FBI, using Oregon's new red flag law, took his guns away. Uh, and this was a, a gentleman who, um, oh, disable your ad blocker. I'm not going to do that, man. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Back to me. It's not letting me look at this headline. Uh, but this was somebody who, um, I had read another article about this. Uh, the gentleman had, um, had been sent to get psychiatric help because as it tends to happen in this goddamn country, a lot of these folks um, are not getting the assistance that they need. He's a Marine. He's a Marine. A vet. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, 
I mean, the the one thing about the the new red flag law is that he was able to. I mean, they they paid attention to the situation, mm-hmm. so they didn't ignore it completely. So, but, did he tell his like psychologist? No, that he I, wanted to slaughter him. No, I, I think. Uh, let's did see. He posted it on Facebook in July. Using a loudspeaker, he warned the oh. right wing activists who turned out to condemn the city's handling of the recent violent demonstrations that they needed to protect themselves against their anti-fascist rivals. Oh, okay. So he literally um, said it out loud. Yeah, he <laughs> to a crowd yeah, of people. And, oh, okay. and that's the kind of behavior that uh, you you have to look at it in terms of of trying to help this individual and seeing if there's something that can be done to make sure that he's, you know, mm-hmm. that he gets help. I mean, because that that's a larger issue too. Is mm-hmm. there's just no mental health assistance yeah. for for a lot of these folks so what did he say he said he wanted to slaughter antifa yeah okay yeah yeah i mean these days this is sort of like the post 9-11 world you know like post 9-11 you couldn't say the word bomb in an airport and you still kind of can't right this is a post mass shooting world we live in mm-hmm. uh and this is a i should say it's a post columbine world yeah. And you can't say shit like that anymore. And you, yeah, those threats have to be taken. They are seriously. not. Yeah, if we've seen what happens when those threats, when when people's behavior is is not taken seriously, mm-hmm. and then they end up shooting hundreds. You know, they end up shooting up places, public places. Yeah. And and generally speaking, people who either knew that person or knew of that person all mm-hmm. say, "Yeah, I saw these signs." Right. There's rarely is there like, I never saw this coming. You know, yeah, Yeah, that's that doesn't happen that often. Right. So, but luckily nobody was hurt, and and so they took his guns. I I think it's a it's a temporary measure Mm -hmm. of some kind where where they just make sure that there's no immediate threat. Um, And so the red flag laws, those are present in some states but not all states. Yeah, this is an Oregon thing, strictly an Oregon. Because Trump, I remember after. I guess it was probably after El Paso and Dayton mm-hmm. shootings uh, last month or earlier this month. Um, he talked about red flag laws. Yeah. Like making that like a federal thing. Yeah. Of course, the second the NRA flexed their muscles, he backed down like a little bitch. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. And, and this gentleman... Um he spoke with the um, Oregonian Oregon Live suffers from bipolar disorder and post-traumatic stress disorder, as his medical records show. Mm-hmm. He returned home Tuesday from the VA hospital and maintains he never planned to hurt or maim other people, but he understands why he alarmed the police. Yeah. I looked unhinged. This is his quote. I looked unhinged. I look dangerous and have the training to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, this gentleman lives with his father and can be and receives disability payments for physical and psychological injuries. He sustained during two tours of duty in Iraq. And I mean, this is this is the thing is um, these poor guys, they they do need the help. And and the thing is, they they do have an ideology that, um, you know, is is I don't know. I I don't want it to, to seem like, you know, he should be validated in, in that kind of behavior. But um the most important thing that is happening here is that he he got help because, as he mentioned, I mean, he needs to be taken care of being well, a veteran. He, I he mean, he seems to understand. <clears throat> he seems to have the wherewithal to understand 
the reasoning yeah. behind it, which is yeah. probably more than most people could say. Right. Um, so hopefully he continues to get the help he needs. Because mm-hmm. it's... Yeah, and he is saying, um, he stated that he's not affiliated with um, the right-wing groups that have organized, like, the... Uh, fucking uh the racist uh like unite the right 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 he he doesn't seem to be part of that but um i think there is i am there is a and i think a lot of probably people who were in the military see the the antifa movement as very like anti like almost an anarchist anti-american anti-american anarchist yeah Yeah, and and so i can kind of see where Right. Um, well, that's at the very opposite of, of yeah. Of it's a fringe. What they believe it's in. a fringe group. Yeah. yeah and, um, but I think the one thing to take away from this is that this isn't an isolated incident, and yeah. and this gentleman's situation is one of the many symptoms of the problems that that you know that veterans have to deal with um, coming home, you know, yeah. and and suffering that that much. So uh, let's hope that um, that he does get better and he gets some help. Uh, but let's move on to the next one. The next one. Um, do you want to end it on this one? What is it? <laughs> New Texas laws. It is illegal to send unsolicited nude photos starting today. It is illegal to send unsolicited nude photos. Sexting is illegal in Texas now. Unsolicited. How unsolicited. Do they, how do they enforce that? I have no fucking clue. I mean, There's they'd no have to look it. at the chain of, of no text messages. There's no way to enforce that. Well... You know, if if somebody's, just I guess if someone there. reports it and yeah, says, "Look," yeah. but there's so much room for error in that. Like <laughs> because there's no nuance in text. <laughs> no, it's like it's like your your boyfriend <laughs> sends you a nude, like sends you a dick pic, but you're mad at him because of something. And you're like, "I'm going to tell the cops." Yeah, and then you're like, "Hey, officer, look what this guy sent me." Fucking well. dick pic, <laughs> and the dude's like, "I'm dating her." <laughs> And the cop's like, I don't know, dude. Shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't get in the car. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't be a dick. I understand the sentiment, and it's probably it's well intentioned, (laughs) but not enforceable. Unfortunately, Uh, I don't think dick pics have ever been been welcomed by anyone other than just a fucking courtesy. No. (laughs) Sorry, Texas. Yeah. uh, Well, see how that's. You know, it, it is what it is. Just don't send dick pics. That's really yeah. the moral of the story. Then maybe just don't do that. Yeah, it's just show your dick in real life <laughs> to a consenting person. Yeah, n- not in public. Don't no. just go yeah, and just, show people. Yeah. Well, good well, for you, was, Texas. That was sufficiently depressing. Yeah, and I was trying to find a good one. I was trying to find yeah. something uplifting. Uh, uh, let's see what the fuck. Bear Grylls was rescued by medics after a life-threatening allergic reaction to bees. Mm. Not the bees. Uh, let's see if there's something, something good. Bear Grylls is allergic to bees. Why the fuck is he outside all the time? I hope. This does he not carry sense. an EpiPen? I, I, I don't know. Maybe he couldn't administer it himself because of the bees. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like everything else is either is either about the but hurricane or yeah. The mass shootings. Um, That's okay. I think we should move on. Okay. Fair enough. Well, you know, on, on the plus side, um, I got tomorrow off, which is pretty awesome. 
this Labor Day. So I hope that you all are thankful for our labor parties and uh, our unions that work so hard to give us this day off. I appreciate it. Thanks, y'all. And uh, let's move on to uh, our better habits and our habit building. Uh, oh, that was actually last on the list. It was last on the list. Do you want to do that? Let's do that now. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, let's just okay. go right into it. Okay. So what kind of habits are you working on right now, Madeline? <clears throat> um, I have started going to the gym regularly. Um. I- I, so earlier this year, I tried to do like the yoga every day for a year, which clearly has not worked out. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry. But you tried. You. I but tried. You, you tried really hard. Um, yes. And so I, I guess it was last month. I, we decided to become members of our local YMCA. That's and, right. And, uh, which uh, actually just got a brand new facility in town. So we got memberships and now we have access to the gym and all the amenities of the Y. And mm-hmm. I've been going three days a week. And then on Saturday, we started hiking. Every, yeah. sa- every Saturday, yeah. we go hiking. Um, so it, that's been a really good thing for me for a lot of reasons. Um, just... Obviously, sitting at a desk all day every week takes its toll on your body. It really does. And I found that I feel better physically uh, and mentally uh, going to the gym. And, you know, I'm not like I'm not going I'm not going hard at the gym by any means. I mean, I went from being completely sedentary, essentially, to to going to the gym regularly. So. I'm not trying to push myself to the point where I quit. <laughs> I'm trying to just be regular about it just and be present to be consistent and, and try to build something. Yeah, and like, like every habit. time I go, I try to do something different or, you know, some days you're more tired whatever whatever it is, some days you're more tired than others, other other days you feel like you can go harder. Mm-hmm. So, I just kind of play it by ear, but I make sure to go 3 times a week regardless. Yeah. And I just want to say I'm really proud of you because it's not an easy thing given um, your work, uh, what you're doing right now. Um, you come home pretty exhausted. Yeah, it's been a uh, little bit it's, tough it's, at work lately. It's definitely been a, a workload that, that you're not used to. And regardless, you're pushing forward. And I just want to say that I'm really, really proud of you because – I I do have a difficult workload as well, and and I'm mentally exhausted, physically not so much, but I just don't want to do anything, and it's been really hard for me to get to the gym. I did start uh, for the last two weeks. Uh, it's been going on and off, you know, not as ideal as I'd like it to, but there's comfort in knowing that you're pushing me to do it because you, you're setting such a good example for me. So it's just one of those things that we have to continue to work on and we just need it because emotionally you and I invest a lot in our work. It takes a lot out of us. And if we don't have an outlet like that, it's, it's going to be super destructive mm-hmm. to, to our bodies and our person, our, our psyche, all of that stuff. And it, it just, it has to happen. Yeah. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. So please don't hold it all in. Just go to the gym, let it out. Enjoy yourselves, live your best life, folks, and we're going to try to do the same. 
but it is it is a battle definitely a battle did you hear the cats fighting again no oh okay i was just (laughs) Just... burping away from the microphone (laughs) (laughs) we've been eating like kings and queens Mm. lately it's been pretty pretty awful so we're gonna work on that too um and i just wanted to to touch on my uh my new horrible obsession and it's not really new but um i just wanted to uh just throw it out there do you are you guys into collecting notebooks because i think that that might be a an undiscovered problem that i've i've had for a long time how did you come across that subreddit i just i i was looking at uh notebooks to to use for uh for journal journaling mm-hmm. uh and um some of those lists came about and of course reddit is is my go-to place so I found the notebook subreddit where people are posting their favorite uh, buys that they have found, their their finest brands. And uh, I really have never been a, a notebook snob. I just liked acquiring them. Uh, it didn't matter what brand it was as long as it was something that, that drew my eye, like a nice color or uh, a decently thick paper or something. But it, it just exploded this this immediate need for me to go go out and buy more notebooks and i almost talked to you into going to office depot or what the hell is it uh staples with me to um to see if they had anything on clearance maybe it'll happen here in the next month or so after school starts mm-hmm. and everything but um go check out the uh the subreddit for notebooks if you guys are into that i'm probably the only one there's like 40 people in that thing <laughs> the whole in the whole country so. did you end up buying one I did. I ended up buying um, a um, a leather <laughs> a leather journal. Uh, it was a good deal on Amazon, and I'm going to be writing all my feelings in there. And well, it's going to be great. I'm glad you bought that journal because otherwise Amazon would just throw them all in the garbage if they don't get oh, sold. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you Austin bought told up you? one. Yeah, yeah. Tell- yeah, our friend Austin told us this horrific thing that I have not stopped thinking about since he told me. Um, so apparently Amazon just throws shit away. If it doesn't sell, they (laughs) just throw it in the garbage. Like Harry Potter Lego sets, garbage in the garbage. Well, they have to make room in their, in their warehouse. I understand that. But is there really not something else they could do? Donate them to an orphanage? Absolutely. In South America. Absolutely. Like, what the fuck, Amazon? Like, are you kidding me? Jeff Bezos himself couldn't fly those Legos down to fucking Brazil, wherever, and give them to kids in need? No, you have to throw them in the dumpster. It's it's pretty egregious. It's pretty horrific. I wanted to just, like, trash my Amazon account right then. And, like, I was so upset by it. <laughs> well, can you imagine? Okay, can you imagine... All of the shit that they have in those warehouses. How much stuff do they have yeah, in those warehouses? Yeah, I can. Warehouses? I've seen and the how documentaries. Much that, how much of it does not sell? I'm sure a lot of it. And all of that goes in the fucking trash. Well, all of why? it. Why? It's not like Legos have an expiration date. I can understand, like, perishable goods. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. It doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. Well, for the bottom line, they would rather call it a, uh, a loss right i guess i i guess if you're not selling but, the legos yeah, you have but, to put something else in its place that will sell right but what austin was saying was that it's cheaper for them to donate it as they have found out because they get a tax write off for it 
Yeah. And that's the only reason why they're starting to do that for some items. Not all of them, some items. Because... That's laughable because Jeff fucking Bezos doesn't pay taxes anyway. <laughs> fucking tax right It's all a wash in the uh, tax math. Ugh. Let's move on. So I should have gotten more to drink because that was <laughs> quite upsetting. But uh, So you did end up getting a notebook. That's good. Yeah, I ended up getting a notebook, but now I'm not going to enjoy it as much because I'm going to be thinking of fucking Jeff Bezos. <laughs> laughing of the 20 other journals that didn't yeah. sell that got thrown away. Yeah. It's like, God damn it, you Jeff. Just bought I should have bought them. 20. It's like, well, we have 20,000. We're going to have to buy all of them for a clear, Otherwise, clear mind. Otherwise, Maria in the non-perishable goods is going to have to run back and forth. What a bunch of horses. Killing man. herself to yeah. put, put in your order. They don't even get bathroom breaks. What the yeah. fuck? But hey. That's l- a topic for another time. You know, but I did find some good news that I wanted to share with you real quick. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is still alive and well, and she survived uh, her her last uh, uh, cancer thing. cancer um, bout mm-hmm. that she that she had. So she is planning to return to work um, in October, mm-hmm. I believe, and uh, she's holding out for the next election. I swear to God. Yeah. That poor woman. She is mm-hmm. trying her damnedest, and I really hope that democracy does not let her down. <laughs> She's working really damn hard. She does push-ups in the morning, <laughs> like a hundred of them, yeah. and I can only do one, and she's like 90. <laughs> God damn it. And a multiple cancer survivor. Yeah, yeah. She has several types of cancer. She's literally like holding the fabric of democracy together with her brittle fingers. Like, Ugh. It's all on her shoulders. That's why she's so hunched over. Yeah. She's carrying the weight of freedom on her tiny was little that a, shoulders. Was that another headline that you saw? Uh, yeah, it was the last one. I just wanted to leave, mm. you know, on something. That's a good one. Oh, speaking of Austin here. Oh, he sent he sent me a big one here. Uh, I'm just going to watch it. Oh. <laughs> it was a... Uh, oh, we're going to have to talk about this one later. It was Elon Musk talking about talking with Jack Ma. And uh, Jack Ma is just out of his fucking depth. And and uh, who's Jack Ma? He's the richest guy in China. Oh, and uh, he's just downplaying the. Does uh, he have a podcast? No, no, he's downplaying the impact of uh, AI, right, right at oh. Elon Musk. And he's like, oh. "What the fuck are you talking about, <laughs> man? This is a serious problem." Uh-huh. Um, so we're we're going to talk about that here shortly, okay. uh, or probably in the next episode, but. Okay. Uh, <laughs> What is the last thing that we we're going to talk about just so we can wrap Aladdin. this? Okay. We can we can talk about this briefly mm-hmm. or we can talk about this as long as you want. But okay. we were watching Aladdin the other day. I don't know how we did this, but we talked our son into watching Aladdin because it's, it's a I fucking just, I just went. We went downstairs and we looked through. Well, we were looking for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which I was sure I owned, but apparently I don't. Um, so we just pulled out a bunch of our other kids' movies. Um, that we had downstairs and one of them was Aladdin. And so I chose that one to watch cause our son didn't completely object to it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he loved it. He was like enraptured by it. Yeah. Um, his favorite, uh, character was the genie of course, because right. he's a smart fucking kid and he knows what's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, Aladdin was like, Aladdin was my jam as a kid. Yeah, I love that movie. But it 
we wanted to talk about it because we haven't seen the new Aladdin and this trend of Disney just pretty much renewing their 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 royalties and renewing their uh, ownership of this this content. I bet you that's the only reason that they did the reboots was for the intellectual property ownership mm. to renew it. But nothing will be as triumphant and as exciting as Robin Williams killing it in that role. Yeah. I tell you what. I tell you what, guys, and I'm sounding like a really old, crusty, jaded man, but Aladdin and Robin Williams in particular will always live in my heart. He was pretty great. Yeah. I um I don't I don't doubt that the new movies are good. I'm sure they're good. Yeah. Entertaining. But I don't I don't like the I don't like the reasoning behind behind making them because I know the reason. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with wanting to update the stories and, you know, whatever bullshit reason they're giving for remaking these movies, it's bullshit. Hmm. It's all about money. It's all about possibly renewing intellectual property rights. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's gross and it's a waste of money when they could be making new stories that mm-hmm. I'm sure lie in the minds of Disney story writers how many stories do you think they're ignoring? How many story ideas do you think they are just, they're saying, no, 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 this is safe. We know this works. We're just going right. to remake it's, and remake and reboot and reboot. It's just a metric fuck ton of new stories that are available to them. But this is, this is something that really kind of troubles me. And, and I think it troubles me more because it upsets me more than it should. And that's the fact that this has been an issue for as long as we've had stories, okay? So we go back to Shakespeare, right? What did Shakespeare do? He stole Redid stories. He stole the best fucking stories. Yeah. Right? He he stole Romeo and Juliet. He stole, you know, uh Julius Caesar of like pretty much all of his his tales. You know, they were written by seven or eight different playwrights at the same time. They were all writing the same story, trying to see who came up with the best one. And I think I it just upsets me because in this day and age where there is a possibility for more content to be seen, you still have to focus on the one fucking story, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you, try to do something different. Try to try to mix it up a little bit. I I don't know. Just that was my spring. Oh, I thought it was Oscar playing the guitar. Oh, it, it could have been. Sorry, guys. There's all kinds of weird sounds happening. But, you know, it, it, I think it's upsetting to me because because I'm getting upset and I should know better mm. about it. Yeah. You know, because this is nothing new. This is the same old thing that, that we've always had to deal with. Yeah. Stories are a dime a dozen. Well, and it's it always comes down to, I mean, in this in this case it all you know it comes down to money like it was money for shakespeare too yeah you know like who was gonna get produced and fucking paid yeah so they didn't die of starvation right write a a story with a bit with a dog and you'll be good yeah like it's (laughs) yeah so i uh i don't like it 
I, I don't. I watched The Jungle Book, and that was it. That was where I stopped. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. fucking like The Jungle Book either. So I just stopped watching them. I'm not going to see The Lion King. I'm not going to see Aladdin. I'm not going to see fucking Lady and the Tramp. Uh, yeah, that it's one, just, that one hurt me because I, I used to watch the shit out of that movie yeah, when I was a kid. It's, I'm not going to do it. But anyway, I, I really love Aladdin and um, Robin Williams is the shit. Yeah. And he made that movie. Yeah. I can't, I you know, can't tell you. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ramble about how brilliant Howard Ashman was. Rest mm. his soul. Yeah. God, I, those lyrics, man. I just, I can't get over how playful and beautiful those lyrics are. Yeah. Uh, friend like me, how he just sets it up and it's, you know, some might say that, that they're, they're not, they're not intellectual lyrics. They're welcoming, inviting lyrics that, that allow you to experience that moment in in a really fresh and organic way they're effortless and the joy that i get from listening to that song and the way that robin williams delivers it it's the perfect synergy between a performer and and a writer like doing something magical Mm -hmm. like that is fucking magic Mm -hmm. listening to to that song even if if you take away the images which are which are fantastic and you just listen to that song. It is it is the most uplifting thing that you will hear. Mm-hmm. And I just I get a kick out of Robin Williams because I can close my eyes and I can see him mm-hmm. singing that song. I mean, I, I wish that there was some kind of video mm-hmm. of him doing that because mm-hmm. it just blows my mind. Yeah, it's good. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, I was just going to mention, this is not a Disney movie, but it's a movie that's stuck in me. It's stuck with me. And it makes me upset that more stories like it aren't being told. And that's Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> that movie is so um, beautiful and original and heartbreaking yeah. but it's a children's movie but it's like right. one of those children's movies that doesn't shy away from like talking about death and mm-hmm. loss yeah and grief and it, it just like it makes me upset that disney has this potential right to tell stories like that and i know they fucking have stories like that <laughs> i know they do Somewhere because there's vault. geniuses that work at disney yeah. And they're just I don't know what they're doing to them. I don't know if they're just like locking them up and like yeah. not telling their, you know, not letting them tell their yeah, yeah, stories, yeah. Yeah. but um, they're the, they're the fucking imagineers in the dungeon. Yeah, like yeah. what are they? Yeah, so it's I'm like, just like if a st- I don't know, I can't even remember who made Kubo and the Two Strings, but it was an independent uh it, studio. More yeah. movies need to be made like that. Yeah. And Disney has so much power. They there's so much potential. That's just being squandered. Yeah. You know? Well, they, they so yeah, infuriating they, to me. They need an independent branch. They need yeah. a, a, you know, sort of like the, what, what Fox search light was to mm-hmm. 20th century Fox, where they would put out the, the more, um, adventurous yeah. kind of projects. But Disney's never going to do that because they'll, yeah. they'll jeopardize the franchise or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. Uh, but really, what do they have to fear? They own everything now. And 
when you look at Disney Plus, as we've talked about yeah. many, many a time, what the fuck can go wrong? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. They have everything. They're impervious. Yeah. They're impervious you know, to bad press. And I can only see Star Wars so many times. Mm-hmm. I can only see shit about Avengers so many times. Mm-hmm. When I want to ask myself, okay, what is there anything else coming out that's not related to these like three mm-hmm. things? I think um, Disney Plus is going to have and they've been i've i follow them on facebook because i'm trying to figure out what they are (laughs) and so uh, aside from the streaming part of the you know star wars marvel uh anything disney anything pixar Mm -hmm. they are also producing original content within those universes so you know there's going to be original movies that aren't available anywhere else yeah and um I'd like to think that maybe that will be a way for them <laughs> to come yeah, up with and, new and stories, and maybe yeah. that's true. But I, yeah. I don't know. I don't and have a lot of, I don't have a lot of faith. You know, that, we could but. we could hold out for for the kind of experience that we had with Rogue One, where it was really a bold, you know, uh, chapter in in that in that story in that world. I was really taken by that. I thought it was it was really well done, but it had very little connective tissue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it had liberties, you know. It had oh, yeah. some That's room why to play with. That's people didn't like it. I thought it fucking rocked. I mean, man. people were that pissed movie about so that much. movie, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, well, like, they can go fuck themselves. I mean, they're pissed about every movie, so what does it fucking matter? <laughs> but you can't make you you cannot make a Star Wars movie now that people will like. It's yeah. not possible yeah. because it's not 1979 and Harrison Ford isn't 30 years old and yeah. Carrie Fisher isn't alive and, and you know she's, so like they're all getting too old for this shit. Yeah, it, like it's, it's not. Yeah, you can't do it. But I think the the only winning formula for these worlds is to make them video games because that's how you're going to make people happy. Mm. Because this this is my thing, and I keep coming back to this: is the audience wants to have a say in in the creation of these tales now it's not enough to sit back and experience these things the audience of the 21st century wants to be a creator of that content as well Mm -hmm. and that's why there is such a a fervor that's why there's such like just disparaging opinions coming back and forth because you know Mm -hmm. everyone wants to say And we can't just enjoy something for what it is. And I guess I'm part of that screaming mob, too, because I don't like it either. I don't fucking know. I don't know. All I know is that they got to let those Imagineers out of the dungeon to come (laughs) up with something exciting. And maybe we'll get something fun. Maybe we'll get something fun soon. I hope so. Yeah. Well, let's try to find something positive to leave this podcast with. Other than R- RBG putting up the good fight in the Supreme Court, other than having uh, a day off on Monday, wonderful, wonderful Labor Day weekend. I don't know. Should we put up this episode um, tomorrow because it's Labor Day, or should we wait till Wednesday? It doesn't matter. Or We're it, so off schedule anyway. Yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter it doesn't what day we release it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that you know we should tackle the news in in that way where we just kind of yeah I cover some it. of those headlines because it doesn't make me choose what horrible thing I want to talk about. I really yeah we we need to be noncommittal with all of this horrible stuff happening in the world right now mm-hmm. um, for our peace of mind because it hurts 
it really, really hurts. But you guys, I don't know. We're we're gonna tink to um to Aladdin. How's that? Yeah. Let's tink to that. And so maybe Disney girl on some balls. All right, Disney Plus, show us what you got for seven dollars a month. I'm still gonna sign up for that shit. Yeah, I'm still gonna make a sign up. I want to see Dumbo again. I wanna see yeah, that's the main thing. I want to. <laughs> I want to show our son like the movies we don't own, the classics, because all the ones at the library are scratched to shit, and we can't watch them. <laughs> she looks like she comes home with Pete's dragon, so excited to watch it. She's like, "It's a fucking scratched. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> I couldn't get it to work. Oh, that was so heartbreak. so disappointing. That this was is... the only copy they had. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should have just thrown it in the trash. Yeah. When you tell them and they're like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's our burden to bear, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's call it a night. We've talked about enough tragedy in Disney Plus. So um, I hope that you folks have had a wonderful weekend and we hope to see you real soon. Have a good night, guys. Happy Labor Day. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, labor unions, for all that you've done. We're sorry that the the Cong that Congress has taken away your teeth, and that you have no power anymore. <laughs> subscribe and review the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, guys, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, yeah. please. Bye. <laughs>